Spoilers and offensive content to come. We are Carl's and Dave Annemarie. We are the best something-something in the something-something. Uh, this probably is also going to serve as an interlude uh, episode of the Two Fat Guys Talk podcast, since this is going to be an audio-only affair. I might as well throw this up on the podcast feed, because why not? I am Carlos. This is Dave. And uh, today we are going to be discussing our uh, thoughts, impressions, and I guess give our review about The Owl House Season 2. Now, you probably have noticed uh, the loud fan-like noises in the background. Uh, if astute listeners of ours will know that for the last few episodes of various things we've done, we have been out on international waters. Now, the reason that we escaped the Gargoyan Prison Island and we've been out on a fan boat. Now, much like that Gargoyles arc where they were on a raft in the ocean, we've been visiting various places. Uh, we visited Japan. I told them how their culture sucks. They ran us out of town. We visited Australia uh, Dave told them their culture sucks, and uh, they threw giant scorpions at us, effectively running us out of town. The poisonous insects chased us yeah. out of town. We went to New Zealand, which we thought would be a lot more tame, but it was too tame, just a little boring. Uh, we've been slowly trying to make our way back home to the beautiful, sunny shores of... And... Uh, yeah, that's our adventure. We certainly aren't just making an excuse because it's balls hot. And we have fans going. No, we are on a fan boat in international waters. And while we've been here, we've been catching up on things, including the Owl House Season 2. Now, last uh, we left you on uh, Owl House Impressions, we had theories about you thought Willow was going to be a traitor. I thought Amity was going to be a traitor. I still think Amity's a traitor, but we, we could talk about our impressions this season, which we've now seen in full. Dave, what did you think? of Owl House Season 2, and how does it compare with things you thought was were going to happen in Owl House Season 2? Well, the show has kept things original, fresh. We're both wrong on our characters being... certain characters being traitors, because I think um, that ship has sailed at this point, and with, it, with the shorter Season 3 that we're going to get, I don't think there's time for any of the characters to be a new traitor. Well, there's time. No, no. There's no. time for Admini to break everyone's heart. No, there really isn't. And she's just too horny. She is so horny. <laughs> she is so horny for Luz. Holy shit. Yeah, so... No, it's not gonna happen. I mean, they are teenagers. Yes. No, I mean, season two continued season... What season one did. I mean, I think season two was much better because we didn't have to have all the build-up of all the characters, we didn't have them have their background stories and everything else. We just got new stories continuing every everything going on. It, yeah, boots on the ground, go. And that's really what this season was. No, I've I've more than enjoyed it. Uh, my, I, I think the character I hated or I disliked the most was the house hoodie. <laughs> oh, hoodie. Uh, but. Even Hootie grew, grew on me this season, especially with the way that it, um, he and um, Lilith kept on dealing well, with each other. Their friendship was pure and wholesome. It was. Lilith herself was a great redemption story because not only did she make peace with the weird owl snake thing that she was scared of before, she also became something of a surrogate anti for Luce. Yeah. And uh, definitely made bigger and better strides to uh, repairing her relationship with Ida. So Lilith is definitely a standout character in her few appearances this season including one time-traveling appearance that had major ramifications for the lore. 
Just a bit. Kind of set everything in motion, didn't you? This was really the season where we fleshed out a lot of people's familial units, too. Yeah. Uh, we got to meet Amity's parents. And at first we thought they were both assholes, but it turns out really one of them's an asshole and the other just needed to talk to his daughter. Uh, we got to meet... Uh, we got to meet, I guess, Emperor Bellos's family in the in the form of the Golden Guard, in the form of Hunter, who ended up being uh, a big standout character for me because he had such an emotional journey from being an antagonist to uh, an ally. And, and even then, he's still hiding something from his new friends, but he's convincingly made friends with Luce and Amity and Willow and, and uh, yeah. Gus. I especially like uh, I like the connection he's made with Gus. And I like the fact that he's super horny for Willow, because of course he is. Who isn't? Did you see the Willow fan service episode we got? Yeah. Where that whole fan, that whole episode was like, let's put Willow in gym clothes and have her jump around a lot. And I'm like, wow, this is a pretty horny for a kid show. Can you really call Hunter Bellis's family, seeing as he's a multi-generational clone of one of his original friends? How does that work? If I make a clone of myself, is that my son? No. But Dr. Evil considered Mini-Me his son. <sighs> you see, the whole idea of cloning and how it would work within societal units is its own... That's like an hour podcast right there it, on its own. Yeah, because if, if you make a clone baby, is it your son or daughter... Well, son, in our case. But if you make a clone that's, like, just a copy of you right now, is that your brother? Or and is it your weird kind of uncle-niece? I don't know. Well, and, I mean, science fiction has done a very good job of dissecting how society would look at that sort of thing from both a positive and a negative standpoint, usually in the use of organ harvesting or having no rights. Oh, fun. Slash property. So, fun topics to be talked to you about on our Owl House Bel review. Bellos may... Well, okay, Bellos just considers Hunter his property. Basically. Something to be used and thrown away as Hunter develops morals. Yeah, we... Hunter was... Gave us something that we got a ton of this and that uh, this season. That's a lot of character development for uh, almost every character. Hunter got development. Amity got development. Willow got development. Gus got development. Lilith got development. I mean, the character Hootie got development. King got loads of development. Yes, Ida got loads of development. Ultimately, Luce was the one who got the least. I don't know if I said this in my season one thing. I know I've said it to you outside of yes, recording. You didn't say it for one because we didn't have. The weakest link in this show is Luce. On her own. Luce with other people is great. Yeah, but... But Luce on her own? And this show wants to put her on the, her own all the time. I am at my least entertained when I'm watching Luce by herself, or when I'm watching a Luce-driven story. I am at my least entertained, because Luce just isn't all that interesting. I think the main characters of the Owl House should have been Willow and Amity meeting the weird old owl lady and their adventures being what, what repairs their friendship. And that's the journey of the show. You could still have the weird human that gets summoned from the other side helping teaching them simple magic. I just don't think that Luce should be the main character. She's just not that interesting for me. Uh, she's a support character in the main character role. And that's kind of the weakest link of the show. I've compared the show to Harry Potter. I've said this is better Harry Potter. 
I've said this about a lot of shows now that I think about it, but it has the same fundamental issue, and that's that Harry Potter just sucks, like the character, and he's surrounded by all these much more interesting people, at least one of which should have been the main character, Hermione, and in the Owl House, it's the same thing. Luce is out of place as the protagonist, and easily the weakest link in the show, in my opinion. And yet still enjoyable. Of course. I, I, I'm having fun with the Owl House. I, I had a blast with the Owl House. I, I love the revelations we got. We got some heartbreaking ones, too. Remember when King found his people, only to discover that, no, they hunt his people? King is actually a fucking titan? Yeah, that was not a surprise, actually. The Collector came a little bit out of nowhere, and I was a little worried the Collector was just going to be another Bill Cipher. But the Collector is a lot more innocent and childlike, despite having the devious powers set. I, I actually like the Collector. I think their voice, the voice they picked, really brings out that playfulness in him, but there's still that malice behind them. But not really, because he's just kind of a child. Ultimately, the Collector reminds me of um, the child from the original Star Trek series, where he was stranded on a planet... The culture there gave him basically godlike powers, and therefore he had no morality or any filter on what they did. That is the how the collector is. The collector is naive to the point that it, it let Bellos use him or her or it to uh, no, not it, not it, them. You don't want to say it as your gender neutral. Only reason, then only, again, okay. it is yeah, just oh, the, the collector. The only reason I went there is I because... I don't even know if this is the, an organic being or not. The collector seemed to be an artifact that had a personality. Okay, that's fair. Therefore, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's, that's fair. why I went it. Yeah, yeah. Saying, you aren't saying it to be the wrong. No, I, I, no, I, I, no I, I understand that. I understand that. I don't know if throwing in this cosmic being for what is going to be the last six episode finale here was such a good idea. I don't know I don't know if the collector was needed to introduce a bigger threat than Bellos. Yeah, Bellos kind of seemed threat enough, you know. He did. Especially when we learned that he's a witch hunter from the real world. He's been trying to make his way back and he even doesn't really want to hurt loose in some weird kind of fucked up way too. Uh, like, he was going to take the deal of Luce being his guide to the real world to leave his friends alone uh, until Luce turned it out around on Belos and uh, made yeah. him part of a coven. But well, I mean, and obviously Belos made it back to the real world along with them, as hinted at at the end. Yes. Yes. But uh, yeah, it seemed like, it kind of seemed like, I don't know, maybe they thought Belos wasn't a big enough villain, so we need to have the Collector... It'd be interesting to see if the Collector was hinted at before, because with Bill Cipher, Bill Cipher was hinted at since episode one of Gravity yep. Falls, so it, it wasn't a big surprise that he was the ultimate villain of the show. I, I think there may have been subtle hints here and there, but here, I feel like Disney, Disney may have pushed to have a Bill Cipher level character in this show, and it's unfortunate. It would definitely be the right kind of executive meddling where they're like, hey, what worked about that last show? Oh, yeah, they had this uh, godlike entity that uh, manifested in the real world, and it's like an evil genie. Yeah, do that again. Make us more money. 
that would be that. Then again, it could be that just Dana Terrace, this is just her story and an unfortunate part of her not having confidence in her own villain. Like, well, it, it just seems like all of the, the Disney shows we've been watching here recently have had some sort of malevolent entity like that. What do you, whatever do you mean, Dave? You, you don't mean Bill Cipher or the corrupted magic in Star or the uh, the uh, collected consciousnesses of the past, the core, <laughs> the core, yeah, or now the collector, yeah. Whatever do you mean? A, a big evil malevolence that permeates the proceedings. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. One of the one of the characters I was glad to see that we got a little more character development on was um, Rain Whispers. Well, yeah, Rain Rain was a standout character too because the shows playing coy with is uh, is Rain being controlled? Are they not being controlled? Turns out they were never being controlled, and a whole bunch of the fucking coven heads were actually part of the resistance. Yep, including good guy was his name Cyrus, the uh, name of the blobby guy, the name of the abomination head. Sorry, I don't have... No, I don't think his name was Cyrus, but... Uh, uh, Darius, I think it might have been. Could have been. Yeah, because uh, that's the name of that schmup I, I, I think that was one of the three, I think, that was on their side. Yeah, but it all made sense in the end. When you see that he was blowing onto the T and he was defusing the spell. And... Yeah, though I, I caught on to that an episode or two ahead of you. Yes, you did. That was funny. Yeah, because I was like, wait a minute, they were never being controlled. <laughs> yeah. They were just being a prick to Ida to make Ida stay away. Of course, th- th- then, I mean, a- as you said, we got a lot more development on the, on the family side. And yeah, Odalia. Odalia? Was that... It's so obvious that you have a list open yes. in the audio. It's hey. so obvious. I am I am quite okay. Yeah, I know the names of these characters. I am quite okay for referencing them so I don't be like, uh, um... Yeah, that's fair. You you did improve. You, you're making an improvement. I shouldn't make fun of you for that. But yeah, the mother is just... Oh, she's a hardcore turbo bitch. She, like, <laughs> she's totally arms dealer evil. Yeah, no, she's... She's Raytheon, yeah. basically. Yeah. And it, it turns out uh, uh, the father, whose name I don't forget, but you have it handy? Not on my list here, funny enough. Uh, no, he ended up being the guy who realized that his daughter needed uh, needed her father to listen more than to control her, right? Yeah. So that was good to see. It was good to see some, some, uh, some family values come out of that. This was a good season for Amity. I'm a big fan of Amity. And uh, I didn't like that she was left out of the big finale last time. She certainly wasn't left out this time. She had entire episodes where she got to showcase her Avatar The Last Airbender fighting style. Uh, she got to, Even though she got kidnapped once or twice, she still kicked major amounts of ass. And yes. uh, now got to meet Luce's mom. Now, how do you think that night's going to go? Obviously, oh. the first thing she... Uh, first thing... That uh, Camilla is going to do is, is, is hug loose. And then she's going to say, get the fuck out of the ring, you kids. Get in here. Dry off. Dry off, Meninuju. We're going to cook you some fucking uh, paella or whatever the fuck she cooks. And, uh, and uh, by the way, we stopped there awkwardly, folks, because suddenly uh, Dave's monitor grew really bright. And I think it's because I tapped something and it scared the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> she's going to get those kids in out of the rain. And, uh, you know, they're going to get a change of clothes. The big question is, how long are they going to be in the real world? Well, it can't be long. And, okay, so Bellos 
we can figure is from the days of the Crusades, of the witch hunts, in the real world. The witch burnings in Europe, which yeah. ended a little bit before the witch hangings in the Americas. You know, I actually read a very interesting stat on, on that. Did you know that the of all the witch burnings that ever happened, the 14 quote-unquote witches who pled guilty never got burned at the stake or executed? Yeah, you want to know why? Because uh, I actually listened to a last podcast on the left episode about the Salem witch trials not too long ago either. And a similar situation there where uh, the ones who pled guilty, a lot of them never actually faced uh, that harsh a judgment. They yep. served a normal prison sentence because they used them to condemn others and to make their bullshit witch hunting seem more credible. So it makes sense. It's fascinating, but it makes sense. <sighs> It's evil as evil, shit. Evil is all shit, don't get me wrong, but I actually, that was one of the few stats on the witch hunts that I had never heard before, was that pleading guilty actually didn't lose you your life. Shoutouts to last podcast on the left, one of my favorite podcasts. The true crime, historical weirdness, uh, conspiracy theories, a lot of them I don't believe, but the, the the three comedians who run that show make it too much fun to listen to. Fair enough. But anyway, Belos is now going to be in modern day, and he's going to be even more out of his element than he was back in... He's going to look at a fucking cell phone or a car and think it's witchcraft. Science has evolved so much since his day mm-hmm. that the world is going to look alien to a him. A lighter. Is go- he's going to figure his magic. It's, it's that's probably going to be his arc. Yeah, he's going to re- he's going to somehow re- reconstitute in the real world in a body. He's going to get away from loose or something, and he's going to see the world, and he's going to realize things change. Then they're no different from what I thought was was witchcraft. Who the fuck am I? That's going to happen to him. That's going to help to Philip Wittebane or whatever his real name is. It like, very very well could be. It, it's just. He's going to be a, a, a man out of his time. Yeah. Even completely. even more out of his element than he was... Yeah, at the, in the Boiling Isles. In the, thank you. In the Boiling Isles. Didn't have it, that on your list, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> so I, I figure that's where that's going to go. I figure they're going to spend one, maybe two of those six episodes in the real world, and then they're going to have to go back. Because there's not all... Unlike um, Amphibia, there's not all that much to do in the real world. Well, we don't know that. Uh, we, I, I didn't know there was going to be all that much to do in the real world in Amphibia either, and that was the show for half a, for a fun half a season, actually. I enjoyed the part they were in the real world oh, in that show. Absolutely, and if there was a full season coming up, it would be different, but there's six episodes. Mm-hmm. It's the whole Yuki Yuna thing again. Which you, we're, we're going to talk about soon. We're going to talk about you, soon. You know you've got a limited amount of time to work with, so trying to figure out how little time needs to be spent in certain places is aggravating. My theory for how they get back to the Boiling Isles is because King said it was a game called the Owl House, they're going to get back there through a computer game somehow. Somehow the Owl House is going to become an MMO, and it's going to become an ev- even more of an Iskai than it already is. Maybe, it can't, or it could just be that the the door is able to open back up because um, Luce has more power on the real world side than she does. In, I, I think well, at the I, moment she has none, because her symbols don't work in the real world. The symbols don't, but 
Her friends do. They have magic. Yes, because they have the whole organ thing. Yeah. But, they have an extra skivered. Yeah. <laughs> I made that name up. I don't know if that's what it's sure. called. Sure. It, it's going to be Luz who, who fixes things. Of course it's going to be Luz. She's the main character. She's going to fix everything. Which is, again, part of the problem, but that is what's going to happen, no doubt. I mean, the, the question is going to be, is this show going to end with Luce being able to go back and forth? Is she going to stay there, or is she going to come home? It would be a little heartbreaking. The thing with Amphibia is that it was heartbreaking that they had to say their goodbyes. Although, given that they, they the future is still open for debate as to what happened. Yes. Right? But it's not like Anne and Sprig were in love. They loved each other as siblings, for yeah. sure, and they, they like Anne is effectively a planter at this point, and mm-hmm. all those human characters love the characters on the other side, but none of them were in a romantic relationship, and yes. that's the kicker here, is loose and Amity, right? And uh, so that's going to make a goodbye too heart-wrenching than I think Disney or Dana Terrace wants to do. So I think it's going to be another Star vs. the Forces of Evil situation where there's going to be some solution that merges the worlds. Possibly. Though that, that's another trope that they're starting to use more and more. And more. Oh yeah, that happened in all of them. The, the weird fantasy world invading reality. This has been a thing all the way back since Digimon. Yeah. And uh, it happened in Gravity Falls, it happened in Star vs. the Force of Evil, it happened in Amphibia, it, ha- it happened here, right? So... Yep. It's it's a fun thing to play with. So you don't just get to have an adventure in another place. And when you come home, the adventure comes with you. <laughs> like, for better or for worse. For better Absolutely. or for worse, yeah. Well said. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed Owl House Season 2. I, I look forward to more later this year. Uh, any more thoughts on this one? No, I just hope it keeps the quality that we've, we've gotten used to. I hope so too. Folks, what do you think of the Owl House Season 2? Let us know in the comment on this video. Or go to our website, animerave.xyz, and leave us a voicemail. Uh, we are currently of animerave slash two fat guys talk. We are the best something something that something 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 ever in existence. Goodbye. Tune in next time.